this action of meditation is simply an action of awakening to that divine living loving essence. That's it. And in truth, all we have to do is give it our focus, give it our attention, to participate with it. It's all about participation. Experience comes through participation. It does not come through talking, intellectualizing, visualizing, wishing, hoping, fantasizing, even trusting and faithing are a couple of big words thrown around in spiritual or religious circles. It comes through participation. It's up to us to participate with the divine in order to become aware of the divine, to know the truth. And it's up to us. One, we're not going to even do it unless there's an inner desire. And here's a big key. This inner desire is often known as the longing of the soul for God. It is that longing or desire that the soul has for really knowing and once again experiencing its oneness, a wakefulness, consciously. Without that, we're not going to even be interested or drawn to any spiritual action, let alone what we're doing here in ILM. What we're doing here in ILM is a very direct action of participation to come awake and to know the truth. In a lot of places, it's just talking and believing and hoping and faithing. We want to go beyond all that. We want to go into the living reality of the truth of what all the talk is about. And that takes action. That takes participation. We have to do something. In this case, though, it's not get up off your butt and do it. In this case, it's called sit your butt down and do it. It's a little different than doing in the world because we talk about doing it inside. And that is going within. Every teacher, every spiritual saint we've ever heard through history always talks about going within. And then I always go, going within what? There's all kinds of things we can go into. And some of it we probably would rather not. Well, that's why it's important to have a very specific focus and intention with what it is you want to go into. What is it you want to go within? Well, I want to go within myself. Well, there's a lot of different things within yourself. What part of within yourself do you want to go into? More than likely, you're going to go through it all anyway, but there's easier ways to go through it all. In other words, what's our intention? What's our true desire? You know, there's these phrases like, well, what's your heart's desire? Well, a lot of times we think about that as something in the world. What's my purpose in life? What's my heart's desire? And automatically we will try to focus it into the world. Well, that's not what we're talking about. Your true heart's desire is your soul. So what is your soul's desire? Well, it's always the same. Your soul's desire is always about loving God, experiencing God, receiving God's love. That's a true heart's desire. And that has nothing to do with the world or anything we experience in the world. Well, life's a journey, as we say, right? Well, eventually in life's journey, we're going to begin to discover that this world doesn't offer us the fulfillment that we wish or hope it would. And so we'll go through all these different physical experiences looking for something, not realizing maybe for quite some time that that thing we're looking for is not in the world. But at some point in our life, and here's the nice thing, where we really don't have to worry, 
We don't have to try to make anything happen or create it because at some point in every one of our journeys, and I'm talking about the soul journey, not our physical journey, at every point in the soul's journey in this creation, and not just physically, but in all these other worlds and creations through the mind and the emotions, imagination and the body, as well as the unconscious, that at some point the soul is going to now begin to wake up and truly begin to pursue. Well, that's another word for taking action or participating. To pursue in this action of awakening. To really wake up and know. And one of the things I always like to say to try to lay the mind and the emotions to rest is that it is going to happen. You don't have to worry about this. You don't have to make it happen because you can't anyway. There's nothing the mind, the emotions, and the ego or personality nature that it can do to make the spiritual happen. The spirit happens. Spirit's happening all the time. Ooh, a new one. Instead of shit happens, we have spirits happening now. Spirit happens all the time. Just are we aware of it or not? That's all it boils down to. It's happening. What do you think is life? Not only to the body, but what do you think gives life to all those thoughts we have, all those emotions we have? What do you think gives those life? It is the soul of who we are that gives life to all of the experience. Without that life essence of who we are, none of it would exist. None of it would be here to experience. That's why this world is often referred to as an illusion, that nothing truly is here, nothing truly exists. It's all just a reflection. A reflection of what? As above, so below. This world here is reflecting a spiritual world. And it is through that expression of God's loving that we call the soul, those individualized sparks that we are, that give the appearance of life or reality to this illusion. That's all it is. But those are just words, right? Yep, that's right. That's all they are, words. Words are illusions as well. But they can be helpful and maybe beginning to bring understanding, a clarity, an idea so that we can begin to shift our focus, to participate in a different way than what we've been doing physically so that we really can begin to wake up and now begin to experience through that participation more spiritually spiritually that's the key that's a key word now but a lot of times this world doesn't understand even when it uses the word spiritually it'll often think well it's going to church just being spiritual okay it's these metaphysical or psychic things just being spiritual oh it's about astrology is spiritual oh it's about this or that is spiritual those are all experiences that are not spiritual the only thing that is truly spiritual is who we are, the soul. That divine, living, loving essence of God is the only thing that is spiritual. Everything else is a projection or an expression of the spirit that we are. It's good to understand this. If you can just even comprehend to some degree, it makes it easier to let go of the expression and go back into the actual beingness. And that's what this is about. To move back into that spiritual beingness that we are 
And to do that, it is one of letting go. We hear a lot about becoming detached, right? To let go, to be detached. Let go and let God. So part of the letting go, it can help to understand some of the terminology and what that's describing. And that's why we take the time as we do in our doing right now to give some understanding to that so that each of us can begin to see in our own lives, well, what is this expression that I'm calling spiritual? I often like to say behavior has nothing to do with spirituality. Behaviors are simply expressions. Nothing to do with spirituality. Nothing's to do with spirituality other than spirit itself. Everything else is just an expression, a projection. Oh, we all know about projections, right? Yeah, we project. That's how we give these things life, to have experience. That is, we project them out into this world of reflection, and that projection, that is, reflection comes back to us. We begin to see, to learn, through that experience here physically, mentally, emotionally, so that we come to understand what all this world of time and space is about because we're on a journey in time and space to have experience so that we come to understand what it's about. And once we've projected enough, once we've learned enough from the reflection of that projection, then we start to say, well, I'm bored. That's also called karma done, right? You said, ah, I'm over this. I'm done with this. I understand it, gone through it, walked through it, got it, okay, done. Well, then what do you do? You do something else. You'll start looking, exploring. But eventually, as I was just saying, you'll begin to realize that you're looking in the world will not, does not, never could really answer what it is you're truly looking for, which is your own divine essence, the spirit of who you are. Eventually, we'll all come back to that of who we are. We'll come to the realization that that which we are looking for really never was in the world. We thought it was. We were pursuing it. We had moments of happiness. And then those moments of happiness now turn into judgment and fighting and arguing because we're trying to hang on to that moment of happiness and it's gone. It's past. It's in the past now. Well, what about now? Well, now I'm miserable. I want the happiness. Did you know you've got to let go of the happiness to have more happiness? If you try to hang on to happiness, guess what you're actually stopping from coming in? I want to create joy, peace, happiness. You don't create that. It already is. You simply move into the experience and beingness that that is because those are qualities of the Spirit. The Spirit is loving, and in the loving there are different qualities of that experience or essence. So all those different qualities we name, joy, gratitude, peace, happiness, enthusiasm, loving, whatever it is, there's nothing we need to do to create that. You've got to let go of creating. Creating's easy. It's all a projection. Anything, Anywhere you look, anything you think about or feel about, You've just created it. That's how easy it is. It's very easy to create. And that's part of our problem. It's so easy to create. We cause all these problems. We create all these problems. Well, really, the only problem is 
that we believe and get attached to all the expressions or projections that we've now put out there for us to learn from. That's all. There's no problem with that. We just think it's a problem. So instead of even trying to get rid of your problems or change the problem or find the solution even, there's really only one answer, and I learned this early on. I remember doing a workshop many, many years ago. And in that workshop, we went into a meditation, and I woke up into this wonderful inner experience. And in that experience, I knew there was only one answer for every single question that ever is, was, or will be. And that answer is God. Right? Well, what's God? Isn't God everything? Isn't God oneness, all-knowing? That's right. So whatever your answer is, it's God. I don't care what the detail is. The details are just the expressions of God. But there's only one answer. There's really only one experience. And we're experiencing that right now in all the details. We just have gotten busy looking at the details. And all we're doing in meditation is beginning to let go of our attention that we've placed on the details and now refocusing that attention back into the beingness that we have projected those details from. It's often called turn around. Just do a 180 degree turn. That's all we're doing in meditation. When we close our eyes and go inside, we're just turning our focus away from the world of details and back into the origin or the creator of all those details. It's called letting go of the expression and go back to the creator. And again, as I said earlier, don't even get hung up on the words. I'm just trying to use words to describe an action. It took me years to even get comfortable with the word God. I wouldn't say it. I had a hard time hearing it. Even after years of doing the spiritual stuff, I still had a hard time with the word God. Well, a lot of that was probably the all the upbringing and all the definitions and energies people put on the word God, and it always made me uncomfortable. And over time, I learned to love, accept, and forgive all of that until I got comfortable with it. Because then I realized it's just a word, and all along, I've been participating with and practicing moving into that experience of that loving essence that God is. That's why I say, don't let the words, don't let anything get in your way. Your belief systems, your feelings about words or people's behaviors or expressions, those are all just projections. Let go of all that. Let go of it. That's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is letting go of all the expressions and projections. To let go so that you can let God. Well, not, not just let God. How about let go so you can really go to God? To go into and experience what that is. To know that. And all the questions we all have, believe it or not, every question we have really is about, well, how can I let go so that I can go into God? No matter what the question is. It's like I learned, there's only one answer. No matter what the question is, there's only one answer. Nope. God is the answer. And meditation is a way by which you can awaken to God. I know we hear that all the time is meditate. It's a good one because that's what moves you into the experience of God. 
So that's a segue. <laughs> And that's the key. It's good to remember that. It really is. It is an action of meditation that is simply the way we can participate with God that is within ourselves. It's really in everything. The funny thing is, in order to go into God, into the God that is in everything, there's a certain way by which to do that. And that's what this action of meditation is, is that way by which we can go into and wake up to the God that we are and within us. And as we do, we begin to awaken and see the God of beingness that is in all things. There's no separation. God is just present in oneness. Even though it looks like there's a lot of separations and details and individuality in its expression here, that's all it is. That's why there's a lot of wonderful workshops or exercises and processes we can do to begin to look in one another's eyes to see that God essence within each other. But how can we see the God essence within each other or other things until we really begin to look at that essence within ourselves? Because what do a lot of us do? We often think we're not worthy. We're too busy judging ourselves and all the bad things we've done. We're not good enough. Well, that's real uplifting. But that's a lot of what we do. When we begin to shut our eyes and go inside, we're looking for upliftment and joy and freedom and peace and loving with God. But what do we do? A lot of us don't want to meditate or have a hard time doing more in a few minutes because as soon as we do, we start running into and bumping into all those things that have built up over time of all the fears and the judgments and the unworthiness. And because it gets uncomfortable, we say, nope, not for me. Or we go, I know it's for me, but I just can't seem to meditate. Is it that you can't meditate? Or is it that these things that are showing up inside are just uncomfortable to look at? Well, I know what the answer is. It's God. But, and that answer to God is for us to look at all those things that are uncomfortable. Here's the easy thing. You are God, and you that are God, that everything you look at, guess what comes from you? The light of God. So everything you look at, that light of God goes into. So guess what happens? If you are willing to look at all those dark areas within you that are so evil and bad, well, what is that phrase? Where there's light, there's no darkness, right? Well, guess how the light gets there? You look. As you look, you bring the light into it. You don't even have to ask for it. It's a funny thing. That's why you don't hear us talk about prayer very much in here. Prayer is a way of trying to get God into these areas. You are that God essence. Why do you need to ask for it? You are that. Just look. Look into those dark areas inside. And that light of who you are, which is that loving that God is, automatically begins to go into those areas, into the judgments, the fear, the unworthiness, the whatever, just by looking. Yeah, you'll feel uncomfortable for a moment because you're going to be confronting that fear that is keeping you in separation. But then, remember, fear is just darkness. What is darkness? But unknown. People say, I want to get rid of my karma. I want to get 
get it cleared, get liberated. Well, what's karma? It's unknown, dark, fearful. You mean all I got to do then is look at my karma and then I'll get free? Yeah. But you got to keep looking until it is free. You don't just look and turn away. It's playing chicken. That's right. Who's more scared? And that's fine. You'll look a little at a time, look a little more and a little more, because eventually you'll realize the fear really has no power over you. It's just that you believed it did and you've given it power through your belief. But eventually you'll realize that and you'll get comfortable then looking at your fear, looking at your unworthiness or whatever words that you would use to describe whatever that is going on inside of you. That's all you have to do. Sure, you can go ahead and say, I love you, I forgive you, I love myself, I forgive myself, I accept myself just the way I am. Use all of that. But the power is not in the words. It is not in those words. You are the power that you give those words. The words just are there to assist you in moving that divine, living, loving essence that you are into all of the experience. That's all they are. There's no magic in any prayer, the LAF acronym, or anything. All they are is projections or tools that the light of love that we are can use to shine our divine essence into all experience. That's what's really going on. I'm not making this shit up. But how do you know that? I am sharing the truth that I know. And some of you may know exactly what I am sharing. Some of you may wish it's true. Some of you go, this dude's crazy. And maybe it's all true. Maybe it is all true because what is it we're projecting? That is our truth. Is it really our truth because we're projecting it? Or is it just something we're projecting, true or false? This world polarity, yeah, right and wrong, truth, false, light, dark, blah, 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 blah. Gets tiring after a while, doesn't it? Don't you get tired of trying to work this process? This is good, that's bad, let me get free, let me do the work. It gets tiring after a while. Well, I just want to get to the beingness. Well, stop doing all the work and just be then. <laughs> but don't I have to do all the work to just be? <laughs> See, I'm losing all my hairs from pulling it all out, going crazy with all this stuff. Yeah, because guess what? Sooner or later, you go crazy enough, you get so tired of it, that you just say, I give up. And then... Boom, it happens. Oh my God, I just gave up. And then all of a sudden it happened. I had this wonderful experience. I now know because I had the experience. I now know. Wow, I must be crazy too. I like it. Oh, there's that giving up again. Oh my God, let go, let God forgive. Let me forgive. What can I forgive? I forgive the darkness. Do you really Stop forgiving the darkness, the bad. It's not about, that doesn't get rid of it. That's what most of us do when we try forgiveness. We're trying to get rid of the very projections we created. 
So you got to forgive the creator in order to let go of the projection. So stop forgiving the projection and start forgiving the one who projected it. And that's where you're going to start to see all those areas that are so scary called unworthiness and fear and self-judgment, self-pity, self-whatever. Because it is all about you. It's all about the self. Well, it's not really. But there is a journey. That's why we call it a pathway. And that pathway will take us through the self. There's many different levels to the self until eventually we move through the self that we describe as the physical self, the imaginative self, the personality, the ego self, the mental self, the emotional self, the unconscious self, the subconscious self, the inner child, the outer child, the grandparent, the adult, the siblings, the inner grandfather. God, there's so... See, it doesn't get tiring. How many cells do I have to work on here? Well, more than likely, you'll probably work on all of them. It's just human nature, as they say. But here's the fast track. The hue in the human nature. Because if you can focus on God, the God that is living in you as you will bring you through it all quickly, easily, gracefully, peacefully, joyfully. It's when we get distracted from that that we go into all the crazies and insanity and pain because we simply lost our focus. That's it. I've shared this before. Another experience years ago. I was traveling in that river of loving and spirit through these different creations we call the astral realm, the causal or emotional realm, the mental realm. And as I was in this river of loving, just following and moving in that sound current, that light and sound, and it was flying high above, and I could see a land below out of the periphery of the corner of my eye, and then something caught my attention, and I just simply looked, and in that moment of looking, I just started moving right towards it. That's how fast and easy it is. And as soon as that happened, I go, oh, I don't want to go there, and I just looked right back into the current of loving, came right back. That quick, just like that. That's it. That's how easy this really is. That's why even coming out of meditation, I, sh I kept sharing, even when you open your eyes, keep that inner focus, that experience, that awareness on that living, loving essence. Eyes open, eyes closed. Eyes closed meditation is to give you a greater focus and be less distracted by the outer. But you can do this meditation with your eyes open, with the body moving. It's just easier because there's less distractions when the eyes are closed and the body's not moving. But when the body is moving, you can keep doing the meditation and keep in that river of loving. And in truth, it is that river of loving that the soul is moving upon that is bringing you through all of your life experience. It's only when we look away from that and we go get caught up in the details that we feel the pain of separation, of stepping out of that experience or awareness of loving that causes problems. That's why I said, is there really any problems? Did we really create or cause any problems? Is there really anything to fix or get rid of? Or do all we have to do is simply focus our attention back into the loving, problem solved? What was the answer? 
to every question? God, which is loving. Loving's always in movement. Loving exists in all of God's creation in every level, everywhere. There's no place it is not. It is simply our level of awareness of it as we direct our attention into it and allow ourselves to experience it and be it. That's it. That's all we're doing in meditation is bringing ourselves back into the experience of it, getting more aware of it, learning more and more how to stay in it, and just keep living the loving. What is that phrase, living the loving? How about loving the living? Living the loving, loving the living. That's interesting. Yeah, because what do the most of us do? Oh, I love being in the loving. I love living the loving. But then we get back and body go, oh, I hate this physical, mental, emotional experience. Well, that's what we usually say when we're having a hard time. And then when we're having a good time, hey, I'm having a good time. This is all right. All right, that's how we do it. So how about not only living the loving, but now loving the living? In other words, you allow the loving that you are to now live in expression through all of creation and your experience. That's all we're doing here. This is not about getting rid of things. This is not even about letting go. This is simply about focusing our attention into the loving, awakening to that, and then just allowing everything else to unfold. A lot less work than trying to work on ourselves and let go and forgive this and that and do all that, right? Yeah. I know a lot of you in here have been around for a while and doing a lot of work. Are you tired yet of doing all the work? (laughs) That's why I'm sharing a lot what I am today. Because a lot of the work we've been doing has been trying to get to this place of simply being that loving that we are. So stop working at it, because there is not work. It is as simple as what I was just saying, and I mean that. And this is why I'll share some of my inner experience from time to time, because that is how I learn directly through that experience of what's really going on, not just in this physical level, but spiritually, and then the reflection into the world, because that's where this world comes from, is that reflection or projection out of the expression or movement of that spirit. But we have to focus back into and move back into the spirit directly to wake up and know that truth. And that's where Jim and I share from, is that place of direct knowing of that truth. Not because of some book we read or somebody's idea or our own ideas we created. We don't talk about our ideas. We talk about our direct experience that we have woke up and know how that works. That's what all this is. This isn't spiritual teaching we're doing here. This is spiritual sharing. Because we know when we share that direct truth that we have woke up to, that that essence of love that is in that truth as we share is what is shared with each of you. And that's where eventually you'll learn it's about that essence of loving and not about the information we share here. The information is just an expression to begin to give direction that we can place our focus into so that we can begin to move into the experience of the essence of which that information is shared from. It's as simple as that. 
It is the living, loving essence of God in expression. That's who we are as the soul. That's it. Big deal. It's so ordinary because we are all that. And yet we make it a big deal. And then in making it a big deal, what do we do to everything else? We poo-poo it. We make it wrong. It's bad. It's evil. It's of the world. Get me out of here. As soon as we place judgment, we are placing our focus is what we're really doing. So it's not even about the judgment. It's about simply our focus again. Just as I shared, I was in that river of loving and flying, and then I looked down, and as soon as I looked, I started moving into it. And I could have judged and condemned what I just did, which is what most of us do, and then we're stuck in the area where we're now giving our attention. But the simplicity is, is all we have to do is direct our attention back into that flow of loving. That's it. And in that, that is the action of forgiveness. That is the action of letting go and detaching. You don't even have to say, I forgive. It's not about the words. That's why I keep saying that. Don't get hung up on words. Words are only descriptive terms that can help us to understand to move into the experience. That's all they are. I'll say that over and over here. I always do, probably every time. It is simply where we place our attention is what the experience is that we will have. So if you want the experience of the divine truth of who you are, put your attention there. That's what the whole meditation is about. It is simply an action by which we can focus our attention into the experience of the loving, and then we will move into the loving But then we go through the journey of all the stuff that's in the way of the loving, so then we're busy working through all that. But this is why I'm sharing what I'm sharing today. There's really no work other than to keep refocusing our attention back on the loving. Even that wonderful acronym we have, that LAF, laugh, love, accept, and forgive, is just another tool to help us refocus our attention back on the loving. That's all it is. There's no magic in these words or acronyms, or any of it. The magic is you. It really is you. But you've got to focus into the truth of who you are to really wake up and know that through your experience. But go ahead and use tools, because those tools, if applied properly, what I mean by properly, is if what I just said, it brings you back into that focus on the divine, well, then it's going to be a useful tool. But as I was just sharing a few minutes ago, sometimes we take these tools and what they're meant to be used for, but because of where we're coming from, that's what I would call an improper use of the tools, is where they will be non-effective. Because if we're taking that LAF, loving, accepting, and forgiving, trying to get rid of something because we hate it, we judge it, it's awful, Well, that attitude of we hate it, we judge it, it's awful, is really where the LAF needs to be applied to, not the thing we're trying to get rid of that's so awful and we hate. This is why it never works if you try to forgive all the things that you hate. You've got to forgive the one who's hating it all. That's when it's effective. That's when the magic happens, because that is when you will really begin to experience that divine living loving essence that you are. And that is the only way. <gasps> the only way? Yep. Call me a liar. Don't believe me. 
Go find out for yourself. That's what I'm suggesting. Go find out for yourself. I just hope in my sharing my experience and understanding and knowing that maybe it might start to stir that awake so that you can see it in yourself and then do it and have your experience. It's as simple as that. There's the word simple again, because it really is that frickin' simple. But we make it so hard. But you know, when we make it so hard, we think we're getting the work done. Yeah, I earned it. Yeah, you earned two cents, and that person over there is a billionaire. But they all inherit it from the Divine Father, right? Oh, they're a spoiled child. I'd rather be spoiled getting that inheritance and working so hard. But you still got to do something. But the doing is the simple action of placing your focus in the loving. That's it. And realize everything else, even meditation, is just a technique or a tool to get you there. The loving, the accepting, forgiving are tools or descriptions of ways to help you move your attention back there to get you there. Everything is just simply a tool, a technique, a key. Even a sacred name we talk about, the unspoken name of God given at initiation is a key or keys to the kingdom as they're called. They are the keys or tools by which as we use them, it can unlock the doors and open our consciousness. Or how do we do it? Well, we have to give attention and apply them in order to open those doors and move ourselves back into that divine spirit of loving. That's what initiation is. That's what those sacred names, those keys to the kingdom of God are about. But you know how the keys work? Well, you know what the keys really are? We always share in here. The physical names that are given at initiation, those sacred names of God are just words. We like to say, and often do, they are just a poor, poor reflection of the true word of God. Because they are not words. The true word, the true key, the true name of God is that expression, is the living, loving essence of God itself that is the true name, the true key to the kingdom. And the words are just reflections in this world that we can use to give us, in a sense, a focus for the mind, the emotions, and the body that can begin to now steer our attention and direction back inside to that point of spirit so that we can now direct ourselves into that loving. Boy, that takes all the magic and specialness off of initiation in that sacred name, doesn't it? No, hopefully it gives it more. Because once you have the keys and the understanding of how to use those keys, then you can begin to see and work with it in a much easier way and really move now into the experience of loving rather than working at it all the time, you can actually experience it more of the time. 